0: Welcome to the Ignited Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Jessica Coulthard, your host, and each week I chat with amazing entrepreneurs to share what they've done to ignite their business so that you can ignite yours. Welcome to another episode of Ignited Entrepreneurs. Today I have with me Jeff Elizawitz. He is a life coach for creatives and heart-centered solopreneurs. Jeff welcome to the show.
1: Well thank you for having me Jess.
0: Yeah I was saying earlier before we started recording that I did some stalking because that's what I like to do to all my guests. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I'm really excited to hear about what you're doing in the world because I think it's quite unique. Um, and I'm just really excited that there's somebody like you working <laughs> with the creatives of the world, right? I mean, we're all creative in, in one way or another, but I love that you're working, you know, with authors and musicians and songwriters and, you know, people like that that just have that, you know, that natural desire to entertain and create. And so I love that there's somebody like yourself who's there to, you know, help them shine.
1: Absolutely. That is, uh, that's what I do.
0: Cool. All right. So can you please tell everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. So again, I'm Jeff Liesowitz. I'm a life coach for creatives of all kinds, really. Everything from songwriters and uh, authors and screenwriters and stuff like that. But I've worked with illustrators and dancers and sculptors and, you know, basically anybody who's creative in various ways. And also soul, what I call heart heart driven or heart centered solopreneurs so that's one a one-person business who is you know doing something that's not just for the money we all have to make money and that's obviously a part of business but i like working with people who are driven by more than just that a mission in in life something you know something around that so yeah i do one-on-one coaching sessions with people all over the world and you know online classes and when there's no COVID, I do stuff all over Seattle. So that's the that's the basic of what I'm up to.
0: Okay. So, but so how did you get to be here? Like, I love to hear people's journeys to where they are.
1: Sure. Well, I have always been a creative type. As a matter of fact, when I was just a kid, I was sort of like the weird, friendless kid, and uh, you know, making up worlds in my head and stuff like that. I turned on to music when I was maybe about eight years old. This was way back in the day, back in Pennsylvania. I went to a summer camp, a sleepaway camp. And every night after dinner, the uh, there would be time to just kind of hang around and, and play. And this one summer, there was a counselor who brought up a drum kit and a 70s stereo and a box of great records. Cause you know, that's when classic rock was being born. That was Zeppelin and the Stones and Tom Petty and all that stuff. And this guy would play these records and drum to them. And I would sit outside this cabin and listen. And I was mesmerized. And one night this guy is like, Hey, you want to come in and check this out? I was like, Yeah. And I did. He put on the Who, uh, you know, the band The Who won't get fooled again, which was a you know an amazing rock song. And it just blew my little heart out. And from there, it wasn't long before I suggested to my parents that what I wanted to do when I grew up was be a rock star and coming, (laughs) I know, beautiful, right? Um, Coming from, you know, a pretty traditional, you know, kind of family, that was not, (laughs) you know, that didn't fly. I never made it that far, you know, to, you know, actual rock star status, but I've had many successes in the music business, um, won a big award records out, millions of plays on um, the streaming services. I've been a music journalist working for, in the 90s, working for the radio station that broke grunge to the world. So that was pretty cool. Now I teach songwriting and that's just the music stuff. I'm also a writer, um, screenwriter, I've made films, photographer, dabbled in a whole bunch of other stuff. So I've I've sort of been around for so long and sort of banged my head against the wall in so many ways, both in creativity and in the business around creativity that I decided to write this book, not effing around the no bullshit guide for getting your creative dreams off the ground in an attempt to help people not bang their heads against the wall as much as I did. (laughs) Right. So from there, you know, I started coaching. I've always been fascinated, you know, besides the creativity with, you know, sort of like the human experience and optimizing our lives. Because if we don't pay attention, things can get kind of derailed. And we want to just make sure that we're doing the best we can really in in as many ways as possible to live a powerful and authentic and creative life.
0: Yeah, when I checked out your Facebook page, there was something there that really struck me. And it said, be seen, expressed, and heal through creativity. Mm -hmm. Can you share where that came from, what that means to you?
1: Absolutely. So that is sort of like my core philosophy. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's break it down into, into different parts. To be seen in this world. We are generally not very well seen. If you're walking down the street, you know, you're basically invisible driving down the highway, that kind of thing. Your next level in is your acquaintances, maybe your coworkers, people like that. And, you know, maybe they see you, maybe they get you, maybe they sort of understand you, but generally they don't. And generally they don't really care. Right. And yeah. Right. So then the next level is your, your real people. That's your friends, your good friends, your family, you know, maybe your kids, your spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever that kind of stuff. So hopefully they get you in a way they see you, but in my experience, they only see parts of you. Okay. So that's the seen part. What do I mean by expressed well to be expressed in my definition is simply moving from the potential to the actual okay so what do i mean by that think of a dancer on saturday night who knows all the moves but she's sitting in the corner this particular night while the disco ball's spinning the beats thumping in that moment she is not expressed as a dancer as soon as she gets out there and starts dancing she is it's just like a poet who's got a bunch of poems on the desk in that moment is not expressed as a poet so When we are seen and expressed with authenticity through our creative work. And by the way, when I say creative work, I completely include business with that because business at its core is a very, uh, creative endeavor. Okay. So when we are, um, creating with authenticity and our truth, we are being seen and expressed, there is a sense of healing that occurs. Right. So for a creative, like a songwriter, maybe that is, you know, some kind of catharsis or in a book or something like that writer, but it really can be more than that. You know, it doesn't always have to be dark and heavy. So let's say a song where, uh, you know, it's a love song. Where's the healing in that? I would say the healing is in letting go of all the previous loneliness and pain and heartache. Okay, so now we're seen, expressed, and we're healed through a genuine creativity. That's when you give your gift to the world, whether it's your business or your song or your book or your dance or whatever your thing is, or or the chocolate cake you made, you know, (laughs) whatever the thing is, you give the gift to the world. But here's where it gets really cool. This is when you become the gift and you become the gift because you show others that they can be seen, expressed, and healed, okay? Through their work, through their creativity, whatever. When we do this, it helps to connect us all, okay? One of the biggest things, one of the biggest problems on this earth is people do not feel connected and they do not feel seen, right? So, become, so by working our businesses and our art forms and really just our life in general with these kinds of ideas, helps us to connect with others and make the world a more cohesive place
0: i love it you know it's it's interesting listening to you you know at the first thing that comes up is i think for a lot of people the idea of being seen is like the idea of it sounds great but underneath it's like terrifying
1: mm-hmm. it, it certainly can be and that is because people have had experiences in their past where they have been vulnerable and courageous in their actions or their words. And the response from the world, from the parent, from the friend, whatever it was, was not kind, right? Was not open, was not supportive. And the truth is we will get that in business, in life, in our creativity, all these things, but that is not a good reason to stop your, to stop from being open and being vulnerable, because that's how we connect. So simply by opening ourselves up is how we connect. If we choose not to do that, then we're sort of shutting ourselves off from the world. And we're in fact disconnecting.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I was listening to or seeing when I was doing some of my research on you was one of the things you talk about is why it's important to fail fast. And I kind of feel like this is a really good place to talk about that because, you know, I think so many people have this fear of failure, but you know, when you are pursuing what you truly love, do you find that, you know, working with your clients and whatnot, that when you can get them attached at a deeper level to that, that they are more willing to put themselves out there and do that failing fast.
1: Right. Well, first of all, let's talk about what failing really is. Failing You know, when you say the word failing, you know, and you you sort of feel that word in your body, in your heart, there is, you know, it's like painful, right? Nobody wants to fail. So the word fail is not the right word. The right word here is to get feedback. Okay. Every, literally, every successful person, business organization, whatever in the world that has been or is successful has failed or gotten feedback on the way to their success. Okay. So what do I mean by feedback? Well, you have an intention, you step out into the world and whatever that means, and you don't reach your goal or you don't reach reach your expectations. Okay. So one person could call that failure and ouch that hurts. And then they choose not to continue, right? That is not good and that will never get you to your goal. However, if you look at that experience as feedback then the question is what questions can i ask so that i can learn from this in every way what's working what's not working think from the side think from the other way what about the customer all these kinds of questions right and you will you will come up with some really good information so what do you do you take that you iterate into your idea or your action you do it again Guess what? One of two things is going to happen. You're going to succeed, <laughs> which is great. Or you're going to get more feedback, mm-hmm. right? If you get more feedback, you do the exact same thing and you keep going and going. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard this one, you know, edit, you know, Thomas Edison, you know, made like a thousand different versions of the light bulb or something before the thing worked, right? So there's a guy who took a lot of feedback, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: Yeah. When you look at, you know, some of the more uh, famous people in the world today, too, they'll tell you those stories. It's like they heard the word no a lot of times before they ever got their break. Right.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, another example in music is the Beatles, the biggest band that ever walked the earth, got shot down by dozens and dozens of record companies before they finally got a record deal. Yeah,
0: I think I heard a story about the Beatles. Didn't they? play someplace for free like just every single night over and over and over again just so that they could get that feedback
1: they played in a bar in Germany where they were the house band and I don't believe they did it for free but they didn't get paid much and they played I think three or four hours a night maybe six nights a week for mm-hmm. several years and that was You know, that was their coming up into the world. That's what they did to get better. And guess what? It worked.
0: (laughs) Yep, sure did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Awesome. So talk to me more about creativity and, and, you know, why you feel like, you know, people tapping into their creativity
1: is so important. Well. I believe that creativity is not a luxury item. Okay. So to survive on earth, we've got a couple of things, right? That we definitely need. Well, you better have some air and some water, some food, some shelter, some clothes, stuff like that. The very basics. And those things will keep you alive. However, if our, if our lives are simply about pursuing money, pursuing Um, you know, material goods, work, you know, if it's like work, eat, sleep, you know, that kind of thing. Guess what? The richness of life, the depth of life dissipates. Creativity is what binds us together in the stories that we tell each other, in the experiences that we share, in the music that we dance to, all these kinds of things. If you pulled all of those things magically out of the human world, It would be a drab, dreary place to live. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: So like even as, say, like a, a solopreneur, not necessarily somebody who would be typically what we would call a creative. So not an artist, not a musician, that kind of thing. But even in business, you know, how would somebody tap into more of their creativity?
1: Right. Well, the thing is, as we grow up, we are we are basically trained to sort of stay inside the box to follow directions, right? And to do the things that have worked before. And in lots of cases, that's good information and it's, it's, it's good, right? If somebody figured something out before, that's great. Do it, copy it in some way and you'll probably have some level of success. However, when everybody does that, that means everybody's basically doing the same thing, right? Which means that all of your competition in business is, you know, there's no differentiator. There's nothing that makes you different or special or more valuable necessarily. So how do you think outside of that box? First of all, instead of getting into the details of whatever you're doing and whatever your business is, you start to breathe out into the high level. What is the real concept here? And, you know, these are the things you think of when you start the business, but oftentimes people forget these. You think about What am I, how am I really trying to serve the client or customer? What are, what do they really need? What do they not even know they need? You know, the famous one, uh, famous line for Steve jobs with the iPad, as far as I know, they, he's like, we're not doing any market research on this before we make this product, people don't know what they want, right? And, you know, he just made the thing and, you know, they sold billions of them. They're all over the place. So you need to sort of step into the mindset of your client or customer and figure out ways to help them, to serve them, to add value, whatever that is not obvious. Right. So let me just give you an example. So I've got a friend who I was coaching and she is a a massage therapist okay so all massage therapists you know they sort of do the same thing some have different specialties with you know swedish massage or sports medicine or all those things right but you know within those groups they're all pretty much the same so she was having a tough time differentiating and and figuring out how to raise her prices in a crowded in a crowded marketplace so we came up with an idea which is after or before her meditate her her uh, massages to do a relaxing guided meditation with her clients right so she wrote this out she uh, she practiced on me that was awesome (laughs) 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 Perks. what's that you
0: get the perks
1: yes the perks exactly so she starts doing this she's the only one in seattle who's doing this it's something that no other massage therapist is doing no one ever even thought of the clients aren't sitting around going like, oh geez, I wish somebody did a guided meditation with me, right? But she does it and the clients love it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's it's just thinking about what is not obvious. Everybody already thought of what's obvious. So we just need to really expand our thinking and how to serve. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, I love it. You know, I really I'm really enjoying the theme of a lot of what you're saying is about connection. You know, it's, it's really just about serving and connecting and how we can, you know, come together more instead of, you know, more of the you against me. Like it's, it's really just, um, that connection piece, which I really enjoy.
1: Exactly. And another thing to think about in business, which I, I think everybody gets wrong or not everybody, many people get wrong is the concept of competition, right? Oh, I've got competition. I've got competition. Right? Yes, there are other people or companies doing the things that you're doing, and there are only a limited number of clients or customers, but instead of thinking of them as competition, think of them as allies. Mm -hmm. Right? How can we help each other? How can we mutually serve each other and both of our businesses? That simple reframe will change everything about your energy about your action in the world, and about how you move forward. Instead of trying to screw you know, the competition, how can you help them, right? That's completely crazy. But guess what? When we help people, what do they do? They help us.
0: Mm-hmm. The law of reciprocity,
1: right? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> you know yeah, what's up, it, Jess. <laughs> and it's a completely different energy that you would be putting out as well, right? So like when you are working with your clients, or, or you say you're referring them to somebody else because it might be a better fit. I mean, that's just a completely different energy that people pick up on.
1: Absolutely. It shows that you're true. It shows that you're not just in it for the money. So, you know, again, we all need to make money. That's, that's part of the deal. But to do it at any cost is, is detrimental, I believe, to us as individuals and to the world in general
0: feels very short-term thinking to me to act that way as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I agree with you. I think, you know, when we can, you know, all be in it together and support each other, which is, I mean, really the whole reason I do this podcast, right. Is to be able to support other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's amazing to me, like, cause I am very much a believer in manifestation and energy and on, and a lot of that. And I have started to notice personally that the more that I give, the more that just naturally starts to come back to me without me chasing it.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, again, a music music reference, the police song, Synchronicity, Mm -hmm. right? Synchronicity means things are connected that are not obviously connected, right? There's no causal connection between things. If you do one thing in one direction, you know, if you give to the left and you get to the, you know, from the right, it doesn't make any sense, you know, logically that this would happen. But, I, you know, I believe metaphysically, this is how it works, right?
0: I, I agree with you 100% because I've started to really notice it in my life. So I think that's a super powerful message for you to be, you know, sharing with my audience. So
1: absolutely. Awesome. So, yeah.
0: so now there's something that you talk about. It's called the IC. What, what is that? <laughs> well, what, what I call it
1: <laughs> the, the IC is, uh, we pronounce it. I pronounce it the ick.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. And the ick stands for inner critic. Oh, that oh. guy, that guy. <laughs> that guy <right? laughs> That's why we call it the ick. So we diminish yeah. its power. So the ick or the inner critic exists within us all. Right. And it's there for a good reason, even though it often stops us from being the best we can be. The reason that it's there is to sort of instill a level of fear so that we do not do things that will harm us. Right. You want to have some, you know, some part of you that's like, yeah, you know, investing your life savings in in that one thing at this moment, it's kind of risky. Maybe not right. However, when you understand that the inner critic is there to help you and not to hurt you, this, again, changes your relationship with this part of yourself, right? So that instead of controlling you, it can advise you. Mm. And that is a very different experience. The inner critic for a lot of people is... I'm not good, you know, it it manifests as I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not charismatic enough, I you know, all those kinds of things. And then what happens? They slow down or even stop their progress, right? Because once again, the inner critic is trying to keep you safe. Being safe sometimes is fine. Being in the comfort zone sometimes is fine, but that's not where the growth is. So we need to address the inner critic, thank it for its you know it's work for us and then remind it who's boss essentially <laughs> so in my work as a coach we do meditations and sort of subconscious work to kind of work with that i used to practice before the coaching something called nlp neurolinguistic familiar yes <laughs> mm-hmm. linguistic repatterning which is a, a set of tools and techniques to help people sort of untangle the subconscious blocks that they may have that are keeping them from being their best selves, because we all have this built in in childhood from various experiences. And if we let these subconscious, you know, blocks or limits, you know, control our lives, it we're just not gonna be the best we can be. And all this stuff with work and with practice is changeable. So it's powerful stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm also um, an NLP practitioner, so um, it's, it's powerful stuff. It's amazing. Love it. It, When I, when I did my training, I had a life changing breakthrough. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. So yeah.
1: Yeah, It's it's changing the parts of you that you don't know are affecting you. Yes. Oh yeah. And I had
0: something come up out of absolutely nowhere. I had no idea that it was buried in there and I had Mm -hmm. done a good job of burying it. And Mm -hmm. when it came up and got released, like I have, I've not been the same since it's been incredible. So I am so glad that you, you know, incorporate that into your coaching because people
1: um, need to experience it. Absolutely. You know, once again, it's what we don't know. That's hurting us like that. That's the worst thing right? You don't even know what's affecting you. If you if you find yourself being limited in the same ways, being, uh, you know, sort of making the same dumb mistakes again and again and again, something is going on that needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny, resistance, people don't like it, right? Like you're talking about the inner critic and that, that you know, feeling of being stuck or held back or you don't know why and, you know, these patterns that are running. For me, I've learned through my own work that I actually love resistance because it's like a spotlight on where the work needs to be done
1: exactly exactly and it's you know just like you know gaining muscle mass that's what makes you stronger pushing through that
0: yep absolutely so can you tell me a little bit more about your book I love the name for starters
1: (laughs) Sure. Once again, not effing around the No Bullshit Guide for getting your creative dreams off the ground. It is what I consider a short and simple read, an easy read. However, the ideas in this thing, I believe, are quite chewy. They're not, it's not fluff. It's real stuff, but it's, you know, sort of composed in an easily digestible form. Uh, Not only that, I've got uh, cartoons all over this thing. So that's fun. And uh, I've always been a fan in magazines of like the big pullout quotes. So I did a lot of that and did some cool design work in this thing and, and stuff like that. So it's a fun read. It's, you know, it's quick. And I mean, I've got people who've literally had tell me years later, they still just have it on their bed table. and They just read it once in a while.
0: Those are the best, right? The ones that you just go back to and you still get good stuff out of them.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep, Mm
0: -hmm. love it. So, talk to me a little bit more about stories. So, as a as a business person myself, and you know, um, you know, putting out content to market myself and things like that, which we all have to do, whether you're a musician or or you know, if you're a creative type, or Mm -hmm. whether you're the more traditional business person, you know, one of the things that we hear so often is stories sell so any tips for people like how to you know tap into that creative and bring out those stories to be able to share and ultimately connect
1: with people absolutely so stories do sell right but that is not that's not really what the way i would think about it okay right what we really want to think about is how do we connect right so here's how stories work and i teach this i i don't think i mentioned i'm a songwriting teacher at a college So I teach songwriting to, I teach college students how to rock. Like, how cool is that? Cool. You Uh are cool. I like you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here is the deal with stories in a great story or a great song. And I'll just make a reference to a song for the hundredth time today. We want the lyrics to be both general enough that many people can understand it and specific enough that it is true to the author, to the writer. Okay. When we do this with depth and authenticity, there is an emotional charge that goes into the story. And that is what your customer or fan or follower or whatever the thing is, is going to connect with. Okay. Because everyone's life is different, but the themes of everyone's life or the pain points of everyone's life to use a marketing term, um, are very similar. So let me give you an example of this um, with a, a classic rock song. Once again, Journey, Don't Stop Believing." Mm. Okay. Here's like the first four lines. Uh, just a small town girl living in a lonely world. She, took, she takes the midnight train going anywhere. Okay. So what do we have here? It's a woman in a small town who is desperate to escape okay half the world lives in a small town half the world is a woman and everyone has felt the need to escape at some point mm. sometime. right second mm-hmm. line or second verse just a city boy born and raised in south detroit took the midnight train going anywhere okay so now we got the guys now it's an urban experience and in this case it's a specific urban experience right not everybody lives in detroit but it kind of roots the story in a specific vibe of that city And this guy also has to get out, right? So in those in those two lines, this has set up a story that is so big and touches so many people in so many ways, right? That desperation and that restlessness, no matter where you are, it's not specific enough, or, or the specifics of it are not too much, that it. It pulls you out of it. It actually draws you into it. So if we can create marketing messages or marketing stories that are really true in these kinds of ways, we will then connect with our customers, right? So this, and, and how do you do this? Well, you must go deeply into your why, right? I'm sure you talk about, you know, with your other guests and with your clients or whatever um the why what drives you as an entrepreneur okay so as an nlp practitioner you know (laughs) you probably know that the first you know if you ask somebody why are you doing this their first answer is never the whole truth (laughs) okay so you just keep asking why why are you doing this what drives you what's your intention why 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 eventually you will hit the core of what their true motivation is in their product and their service, whatever. And that's where you tell the story from.
0: I love it. Yeah. So I've done that work obviously. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's joy. Joy is my reason for being in the world period. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's now my filter, right? So yeah, I, I tap into that every opportunity that I get, but you know, I hadn't really thought as much about using that to connect with other people people. I guess somehow I still felt like that was my personal reason and that maybe it wouldn't necessarily resonate with other people, but I'm starting to kind of think that's not necessarily true.
1: Well, it's not going to resonate with all the people, but I suspect it will resonate with your ideal clients. Right. That makes sense. Right. I mean, when I do my marketing stuff and put the word out for my thing, I specifically use words, and ideas that are going to, I don't say alienate, but dissuade people who I don't particularly wanna work with, right? And and the flip side of that is it's going to draw in the people who are heart-centered, who are creative, who do believe that this life is worth maximizing and doing something that, you know, on your last day on Earth, you're gonna be like, okay, that was all right, you know, I did something cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah. One of the words that you use when I was, yeah, here, um, I'll read it out here. Tap their potential and shine in the world. That really hit a chord with me. The shine in the world. That's, That's good language. Like that, I would think, like you say, would either draw somebody in or push them away, one or the other.
1: Exactly. And it's not overt really it's not saying you know this or that it's like a couple of words that some people are going to get some images that they're going to get and other people like shine in the world who cares like what are you even talking about right but my people get that they get like yeah i want to shine in the world and then they call me and then we do coaching and then they shine in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome.
0: Okay. So, I mean, if somebody wanted to actually reach out, work with you, learn more about you, where would they find you?
1: Well, if you can spell my last name, which is Liza uh, you just find me on the internet, Jeff t- big website, tons of blog posts, videos, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, people can sign up for a complimentary session where I'm happy to zoom with anybody all over the place. I've got clients all over the world. So besides wrestling with the time zones, we'll, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. So that's awesome. That's, that's, yeah. And, and then can get the book on Amazon as well, of course.
0: Okay, perfect. So just out of curiosity, cause I'm an audio type person, mm-hmm. any chance you have it in audible? I do. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to be buying it as soon as we're done. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm just a really good multitasker and I like to have something going in my ear all the time, like podcasts. Exactly. I love when I can get a book on audible. So perfect. I'm going to buy that. Uh, So before I let you go, I have to ask all my guests, if you could give somebody who's ready to take their business to the next level, one piece of advice, what would you suggest?
1: one piece of advice well i'm not sure this is exactly that specific type of person but i think it still is in a way and that is (laughs) to borrow a phrase from our friends who make the sneakers just do it right (laughs) it's it it's literally making a decision and a commitment that says i'm serious about this i'm going to do this again with my truth and authenticity i am willing to get feedback, (laughs) right? Like we talked about before, and I'm in it for the long haul, right? You know, anybody who's trying to do anything quickly, it's very unlikely to work. If you believe in what you're doing, you understand your why and you commit to it day after day after day after day, it will eventually work in some way. It might not be your million dollar dream or things like that. Or for me, you know, playing Madison Square Garden and selling you know, platinum records, but you will end up with something beautiful, joyful, amazing and valuable in your life.
0: Oh, you know what? I could not have said that better myself. And I just loved every word you said. All right. All right. that was awesome. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting how, you know, like I was saying earlier, it seems like more of my people, more of what I need in my life are being attracted to me. And, you know, you and I somehow connecting to do this podcast is just reinforcing that that just keeps coming because i just everything that you said today i just resonated with so powerfully so thank you
1: so much for
0: yeah for coming on and sharing i really appreciate it
1: thank you and thank you for having the courage to you know to to really tap into your truth and to and to radiate that because that is what it takes right that vulnerability that we talked about before just be like you know what not everybody's gonna get this but that's okay yeah
0: no. And I agree. Like when I, sometimes when I have people come on, you know, they're, they're talking about things that I know absolutely nothing about and I am super transparent and super vulnerable and super open and super teachable. And, you know, I let people in when I bring people on to my podcast, I want the audience to, you know, share in my experience as well. Right. Cause, and that's, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm hoping is actually going to make me and my audience or me and my podcast different than other ones is i really do believe what you were saying about you know it's all about giving and connecting and Mm -hmm. and then we receive in return
1: so beautiful i love it thank you for having me
0: absolutely it was great thank you so much for showing up